What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Keith of Kentucky, and I'm late per the usual, but you're tuned in, too, so there's that, the podcast, and I'm driving. I'm on my way home from work. <sighs> Work's really got a girl, like, really... I'm, I'm over it, <laughs> but it pays the bills, and uh, we're in December, y'all. It's uh, towards the end of 2017, so um, I, I guess everybody should be reflecting on their year, uh, what they want to do better in the next incoming year, all the bullshit that we've dealt with this year, um, but I'm going to hope that everything just turns out for the better for all y'all, including myself. I just got some really good news yesterday. Um, so I'm looking forward to new beginnings, uh, networking, getting my shit together for the usual. Uh, right now, I, I was just discussing some things with um, some some ladies who have the same job as me. And um, in my job field, we have to maintain a certain uh, height, weight standard. And it's just bogus. Look, I'm a black woman from Kentucky, the Louisville area. Shout out to the 502. And I just feel like we all like cornbread and real food and stuff that's probably going to give us issues when we get older. But it's okay because for the love of, I don't want to die skinny. Like, I don't want to die skinny. And I feel like my job is really trying to make me die skinny. And I just feel like the height and weight standards that they have put out forth for us, I just can't adhere to them. I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. I've gotten 29 years old and I just feel like... It's unrealistic. <laughs> it's unrealistic. So I'm 5'7", and I have to be, what is it, 166. Now, in my younger years, I used to be able to maintain this pretty well. I used to probably be about within five pounds or whatever, but young nigga like to eat. I like to eat. I like to enjoy myself. I like to indulge in, you know, the spirits and the alcohol every once in a while. It's just... In order for me to maintain 166 after having two kids, I feel like I just really got to go into this vegan life, and I'm not about it. I've watched what, no, I haven't watched it. I take it back. I've seen the propaganda in all of the conversations surrounding what the health, and it just don't faze me. I, I'm just going to eat what I want to eat, and <laughs> I just feel like our ancestors was eating uh, whatever they wanted to eat, and was living really long and happy lives. And, and I just want to end up in that number when the saints come marching in. I don't want to be worried about counting calories and all this other stuff. And the bad thing about it is, like, no matter how much you exercise, like, if you want a tight tummy, like, for real, and because I have tried out multiple different diets here and there, uh, the one that I enjoy the most is just removing carbs from my diet, which is easy for me, um, not to take in bread, not to take in rice, uh, all those things. Um, but um, I, I just, you know, there's there's different methods out there, and I, I just don't want to be worried about that. I want to live a full life, <laughs> and I know in order to do that, I probably I probably might need to. <sighs> eat differently, eat a little bit better. I just, I, I'm not ready yet. Not ready yet. I, I like all the things sweet. I like all the things salty. <laughs> oh God, please don't let me have high blood pressure. But I love, I love food and they trying to keep me from it. And yes, 
abs are made in the kitchen and I just don't have time. You can you can exercise as much as you want, but as long as you're not eating right. What a curse. Um, what a conundrum. Like what what are we, what is we gonna do about it? I just feel like ranting ranting to y'all a little bit about my personal life and things going on with me and hoping you guys are having a good week so far. We gonna jump into a few topics. I wanna talk a little bit about Jonah Lucas, this sellout mother. Now he ain't really look um, we gonna talk about it. I wanna talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, we're gonna talk about a few things. Y'all stay tuned. We're gonna move on to the next subject coming up. Let's talk about Jonah Lucas. And I want to introduce y'all to an artist. Let's do that. Hey, y'all, welcome back. I just, I'm following home and I want to discuss uh, this rapper, Jonah Lucas. And I feel like I'm going to throw a lot of shade, um, but I only know him from one song. And this song went viral last week. Um, It's entitled, I'm Not Racist. And it came equipped with a video as well. In the video depicts a, you know, American-bred white man with a, a MAGA cap on, you know, make America great again cap it. Um, the way that the verses are written is between a conversation between a white man and a black man, and the white man starts off the verse. Just want to let y'all know that this white man went completely the fuck in on black people. And then at the end of the verse, he had the nerve to say, man, there's two sides to each story. And then that's when Jordan's side, um, when he depicts the black guy, um, he starts telling us and he, he makes some very valid points. And then it goes crazy because he starts talking about barbecue and fried chicken and, and Tupac. And I just couldn't eat it anymore because this would have been the perfect platform to talk about really hit those hard-hitting facts of racism in this country like he could have went there and I feel like he he did a lot of apologizing as a matter of fact somewhere within his verse he did apologize he said I'm sorry and I'm like no the fuck (laughs) no we're not doing that today and the biggest problem and um I'm going to cite very smart brothers um at the root.com because they wrote it I felt it and I just want to go ahead and quote them uh, they asked what their problems were with it the most obvious part after watching this three times now is that the black guy's rebuttal is weak as fuck and I'm gonna have to concur like I have to concur there's no way you were going to sit up here with this guy and utter the words nigga several times and uh, the best thing we could do is just give some kind of uh, retort about Tupac and um, that Black people don't know anything about, you know, fried chicken. We know they don't know nothing about seasoning, but that's the very least of our problems when it comes to racism in in, uh, this country. Like, I really thought that he could have clapped back harder than that. And when I said previously that I was going to introduce you guys to an artist, I want to mention my internet friend, Nas. He goes under the moniker uh, Osiris Anthem, I'm pretty sure. And you can like his Facebook page. Uh, I met him through a group that's on Facebook called The Sidebar, which is just a lovely little group of just hip-hop heads and people who enjoy um, hip-hop. And um, over the last few months, we've become really good friends on Facebook, and he felt just as confused about whatever this Joyner Lucas track was trying to convey. And in an effort to change the conversation, Changed the conversation a little bit. Um, he did his own personal verse 
uh, on that and I believe he's dropping a visual here shortly and I'm looking so much I'm, I'm looking forward to it because we dropped the link and a lot of people I think hesitate to post um, or to click on actual SoundCloud links as they would a visual so I'm really looking forward to that um, according to his timeline from me being friends with him personally he um, is going I think he recorded it this past weekend so as soon as I see it I'm definitely going to be sharing it I was totally disappointed with it I totally got the gist of it but it just wasn't hitting it right for me you know what I'm saying? it just wasn't getting it right for me I, I did not enjoy it um, I think a lot of people saw it as a, a very kumbaya moment which is something that America needs but um, that wasn't the right form and wasn't it didn't do nothing for me you know what I'm saying I think I pretty much concluded everything I just want to say I thought that the black guy in the video was Jordan Lucas and then I did a quick google search on him and it's a fine uh, excuse me I'm talking about too fast it's, it's this fine white skin brother okay I see you I see you but I didn't like the song I still didn't like it and maybe I'll listen to his music but that totally turned me off that should have never been an introductory track um, for me because it makes me not want to listen to shit else that he has to say Am I going too hard? Y'all let me know. Y'all comment uh, on my group, on my page at Keith Against Hucky. Let me know how y'all feel about this track. I posted a few things on there. I just want to know how y'all feeling. How y'all liking this? I don't like it. <laughs> Fuck that song. Fucking visual. Don't they hugged at the end? No thanks. All right, y'all. So <laughs> let's get into this Real Housewives of Atlanta too. Um, the consensus is, is that these last few weeks just really ain't been shit. Um, I feel like the viewers may or may not miss Phaedra. I feel like Phaedra, if anything, brought a bit of hilarity to the, to the cast. Um, everybody is so dry. Um, everybody hates Kenya and loves Kenya because of the shades she throws. Mimi is Mimi. She's going to provide us with really great confessionals and very bad wigs but we're gonna keep watching Cynthia we don't care about your relationship we don't care about Peter um, we do care about Noelle and Leon because Leon is his daddy and it's, as long as you bring him as you know somebody every once in a while I mean we cool with you as long as you can provide for Leon okay I just watched Temptations this weekend and ain't nobody come to see you Otis <laughs> That phrase applies to you, Cynthia. Who else is on there? Jesus, they're all boring. They brought Kim on, because you know Kim is here to scare the pie. And yeah, King is pretending to be married this season. Anybody else, Candy? Y'all gonna tear me up for this, but I'm over Candy and her shenanigans and just relying on the plot line from last season regarding Portia and, and Phaedra. Like, you're going to have to move on. I know she has a lot of big things popping with Escape. And for some reason, somebody to hire her to go on Broadway and really just give us that great little goat vibrato that she tends to bring to every song. But um, it seems like she's doing a lot, especially when she's with her candy-coated crew, as a lot of people have liked uh, to call them, and sit around and talk about Phaedra and Portia, all that. Like, with all the things she's got going on, you think she has... You think we'd be seeing a little bit more of her other endeavors. And then, of course, we have Portia, who is trying to portray this girl that is completely unbothered about what happened last season. As a matter of fact, she's trying to make it seem as if she did nothing last season. And 
it. You just don't have to get it together because we all saw it. We've seen it. And um, really, for me, like, if, if uh, excuse me, the peas are really clean. If Phaedra got in trouble, I feel like Portia should have been right along with it. Because, you know what, if it wasn't for Portia, <laughs> this shit could have really stayed under wraps. <laughs> but she had to go spread the tea, uh, be the bone carrier. Speaking of bone carriers, I almost forgot about Sheree, who I really fucking enjoy. But I do not like her blonde wig in the confessional that she's been giving us these last few weeks. So this last episode provided us with the best entertainment that we've gotten off season. season. I believe that we're on episode five at this point. And Nene had this problematic ass party called uh, Never Forget Girls in the Gays, you know, Singing white shit in Nene's backyard. Um, Sheree, being the mall carrier she is, brought. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm gonna have to run into another segment with this shit, but Nene or Sheree brought Kim. And they do this. Why do they do this shit where they see each other? Hey, bitch! How you doing, bitch? Oh, bitch! <laughs> I'm like, can y'all just chill out? Y'all too damn old to be acting like this. And, uh, you know. Kenya is, you know, sitting there. They're all talking, discussing, whatever they discuss. And uh, Kim, I think she was looted out of her mind because, you know, for once in her life, I don't like anybody that makes me like Kenya or take up for Kenya or defend her. Don't do that. Like, Kim made me do that because Kenya was literally minding her business at this whole uh, circle that they was doing. And uh, I didn't enjoy feeling bad for Kenya. <laughs> Don't do that. Let's continue more in the next segment. I'll be right back. Okay, y'all. So where was I at? So they're having this never forget girls and gays party. Nene got torn the fuck up on Twitter because of this thing. And uh, I know I did not want to talk about or get sidetracked. But y'all got to stop. And I'm talking to these reality TV cast um, black females uh, more so than anything. Because I don't watch. I only can speak for what I watch. But... Uh, starting with Love and Hip Hop Hollywood and now Real Housewives of Atlanta, they've really been trying it, but y'all gotta stop using these gay folks as um, props and for, like pets and shit. Stop referring to them as if they're just gay and that's their only identity. Like, they do that shit all the time and it's really starting to rub me the wrong way and I have no association with the LGBT community, but it's just like, all oh, the gays and oh, well, see, he's my special gay and oh my god chill out like let these folks be who the fuck they are without those you know extra fucking labels they know who they are but they don't need you to associate that with them whenever you speak to them but anyways it's nini's party she she got hit up on it she didn't see the offense but when you're not a you know when it doesn't apply to you you're never really offended right so anyway the the party the white party everybody's around Sheree, marlo then came uh nini Porsche, no, Portia wasn't there. Portia was not invited. <laughs> Kenya's there. Kenya's minding her own business. You know, she's sitting pretty. She's got her ring on. She's doing it big. And um, Sheree and Marlo start asking questions about her marriage. And that's when Kim starts to jump in and basically say, oh, it's fake. I don't know. That's just not fake. It's, it's because it's not real. And, you know, after a while, Kenya gets upset. And, of course, here comes another freaking problematic statement she said that you know Kim had a hard on for her and that's the reason why she can and she uh she can't get over it and um 
that she thought that she got it chopped off at her, you know, transition surgery. I'm just like, oh, oh, God. You know, we're in a different time. I think we used to be able to make jokes like that and no one will bat an eye. But right now, it's just too many people are accepting who they are and uh, they don't want you fucking making those type of jokes, which I can understand. I'm, I'm not uh, trans and um, I don't know how I feel to be trans. And so I, I can't say if I think that is something small or not, but I can say for sure I remember watching a lot of Def Comedy Jam and all sorts of stuff and hearing the word training, excuse me, and hearing all sorts of other epithets and stuff and it really not being a big deal. But I think it's because a lot of people are coming within themselves and figuring out who they are and being unafraid of that. And it's no longer a joke to them. Anyways, Kenya had mentioned something because Kim had posted on Twitter a while ago about who's um, you know, penis basically does her daughter have to blow in order for her to get John Legend tickets. She put it out there in the atmosphere. If anybody ever claps back on your 18 plus daughter, um, after that girl, you kind of open up the door for those type of comments to be made because Kenya said you need to wonder about why you over her pimp your damn daughter out on Twitter instead of worrying about my, my wedding. Now Kim then took that and just ran with it and said that she said something about an injured son, but she ain't say none of that. And Sheree didn't help the matter because she tried to act like she didn't remember what was said. Like, girl, you were sitting right there and she said everything happened so fast. Sit your ass down. You just This is where Sheree's good because she keeps the drama, but you just don't need to stand by um, and, and, and mean what you say and, and, and what you at least hear what you're spreading as rumors. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, for some reason, Kim and Croy and Sheree end up at Portia's house towards the end of the night. And I just want to close this out by saying they ran the whole tea and the argument because it got really crazy over at Mimi's crib. Like, water thrown, you know, that's uh, what happens pretty much any fight on reality TV. Some water, maybe some glasses are going to be thrown. But I just want to give this ghost star to Portia for... <laughs> said she shouldn't have been saying anything about your injured son or your whole daughter my job my job it dropped because Kim didn't even peep the shade that's why I said she was rooted she had to be rooted because she didn't have to peep the fact that Portia called her daughter a whole daughter and I'm talking about whole as an H-O daughter okay like not your whole entire daughter but your whole daughter I really uh, enjoyed watching that moment where everybody had a blank stare because they didn't know what to say. Nor did they peep the shade that Portia really just threw. I'm about over Real Housewives of Atlanta, though. Y'all keep watching, though. All right. So I was going to talk about something, but then I got sidetracked. And because I was talking about how you guys be inviting people to the cookout no more and training people out and, you know, um, doing that old Dave Chappelle. Um, that racial draft shit that y'all like doing and shit just don't think anybody race anymore y'all too suspect i love y'all i can love y'all from afar and i can even um i might not give y'all food from the cookout i might get y'all food from like popeyes we trust popeyes um churches sometimes just you know some of y'all sus and y'all don't deserve seasoning um it is what it is um but you know what if there was a person that I ever wanted to trade out, it would be you, Tyrese Gibson. You just, I don't know how you went from fine to ugly in just a matter of a year, um, but it's possible. And I'm just completely 
totally over you. I wish somebody would uh, cut off your internet. I wish somebody would snatch the cord um, for your Wi-Fi, your modem. Um, and they took away your phone, gave you a flip phone, because that's the only type of phone you rate in your life, nigga. Like, I, I am completely, totally in over you. Within the past two weeks, I found out, and I'm rubbing my temples right now because I'm so stressed out. And as a matter of fact, I feel like I've talked about this before, but I had a lot of my guy friends really get on my ass about the fact that I was giving Tyrese some criticism. And you guys can all suck it. Because <laughs> this man just stay lying. Um, I was listening to Breakfast Club this morning because that's where I begin my information along with Beast Guy Short. Shout out to B. Scott in the shade room. Forgive me the tea. Let me know what's going on in these streets. Um, and he did an interview with, I believe, Ricky Smiley in the morning. And he pretty much blamed, I don't know if it's from this show, but he pretty much blamed all of these crazy comments that he's been making on Instagram on his um, medication. He refers to it as a psych meds. Um, he also let us know that his marriage to his baby mama baby mom I'm, I, I hate using that term but to his the the, the mother of his child <laughs> was a contract marriage because he was trying to make sure she did not get deported because she's originally from London I'm like bro like why are you why are you really in this mm, why first off do you not care that your daughter may wake up one day have access to the internet we know you have it and go on here and hear you saying all these things. And Shayla, because I know her name, because you talk about it all the time, which is not a bad thing. It's actually admirable um, sometimes to see you talk so fiercely about your daughter. But you also dedicated Let's Get It On to your daughter. And that really troubles my spirit. So I don't know what your intentions are when it comes to her. And I'm not going to put nothing out in the atmosphere. Or I'm going to cover up the things that I say would allegedly. But something is fucking wrong with you and I wish you would take a sabbatical I wish you would get on that sincere shit from belly and go to Africa and really figure your fucking self out because I'm about tired of you you keep inserting yourself in my life and on my timeline and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm honestly just about sick of you Tyrese we don't want to hear about your uh the child of your the mother of your child anymore we don't want to hear about the fact that your wife was not pregnant your current wife isn't pregnant we want to hear about the fact that Jada and Will, oh, you thought that they was going to give you money, but they didn't. And the psych meds had you all fucked up. And that's the reason why you had your word all confused, but you felt the need to go on Instagram to make sure that everybody knew about it. I, I don't want to know about the fact that you said that you wanted to ask for money in order to cover your ass while you were in between jobs. Like, uh, can we leave? Tyrese Gibson in 2017. I don't want to see you get hired. I don't want to see a baby boy too. I don't want to see you, you've ruined all the good movies. Uh, he said some shit about there's both the the brothers. The four was this four brothers? I know the brothers is some 90s black movie that didn't didn't really hit it as as good as you know uh, Best Man and all of them. But it's one of them. But four brothers, right? He said there's gonna be another one of them. One of them, and I, I personally, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Andre 3000, one of y'all gonna have to tell me. I don't believe him. He's not credible anymore. He's the man who cried wolf always and forevermore. Fuck Tyrese Gibson on everything. 
Hey y'all, welcome back, and I'm going to give y'all a recommendation, if you will. Every Y'all all got Netflix, right? If y'all don't got Netflix, y'all got somebody's password. It is what it is. Some funky old ex that hasn't changed their password yet, so I'm advising you to go ahead and jump on Netflix um, for the time frame that you still got it until they realize that you logged into their shit. Um, she's got to have it, Okay. Um, this is originally Spike Lee's first movie um, that he had full creative control over. Um, it was originally in black and white with the exception of one scene. I actually tried to sit through it. Y'all know Spike Lee has a way of how he writes and the cinematography and all that. And everything is low-key weird. But if you stick along, um, you might enjoy it. Well, he did a reboot of it. And, you know, he's got some young, fresh actors, some ones I've never heard of. The uh, Wanda Wise is gorgeous. <laughs> she plays Nola Darling, um, and Nola Darling is this very complex individual. If you watch the original, um, she's got to have it. The movie it doesn't steer far off from that uh, plot line. Nola Darling is a woman who knows herself. She's a Brooklyn-based artist, and. Uh, She's in love with her art, basically, but she's also in love with having these three men around her, and they all serve a purpose in her life. Um, they're her lovers, and she has a very strict guideline when it comes to who she has in her bed and how she goes about things in her life sexually. And I just really appreciated just seeing a woman in this aspect because I've never seen it before. Like I said, I had watched, um, I binge-watched She's Gotta Have It, the series. And then I went back and I was like, let me take a look at um, the original and see how it compares and all that. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's all these three men that she has in her life. And not to give too much away because I actually want you guys to watch it. Um, they they all serve a different purpose. One guy, Mars, is like this really eccentric guy. He's a Puerto Rican. He is hilarious. He fashions Jordans. He's just a complete goofball, but he makes Nola laugh, and she enjoys that in him. Greer, although very fucking layered, is this mature guy, and I think she almost kind of looks at him as if he was a father figure. He's very sweet. He writes poems to her. He loves up on her, and he takes care of her financially. Jesse Greer, what's his name? Jamie. I totally described the wrong person. Excuse me. That guy was Jamie. Greer, I don't have a fucking... I, I, you know what? Everybody, I've had some conversations with my friends, and I, I've really been trying to figure out what what is Greer's purpose in her life. And I think that... If you watch, because like I said, I don't want to give too much away. I think she just be having Greer as her trophy. Greer is like the guy that he's an actor. He's very egotistical. He's very about himself and knows that he looks good. Uh, and I think she just holds him as a trophy because it's like when you have a man like that and they find interest in you also. I, I guess, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Y'all let me know in the comments on my page, on the Keep It Kentucky page. Uh, I'll put a link on there because I've been meaning to tell y'all to, to go ahead and watch She's Gotta Have It. I've been watched it. See, people weren't feeling it because it's just the Spike Lee way of life. Like, you either love what he has to put out there or you don't like it at all. Like, some people don't like those um, 
themes that he has in there. They don't like how, how uh, upfront he is about his message. Like he literally has a scene in the movie where he's screaming, wake up. And a lot of people are like, what the fuck is this? Like, it takes a different person to kind of enjoy Spike Lee's. Not to say if you don't like it, then you ain't shit. It's just that um, he has a weird way of writing and showing us his art. But I really do suggest and recommend that everybody looks at it as a really tight different perspective especially that a woman and her sexuality really enjoyed it and i'm looking forward to next season already but y'all know how netflix is uh we'll see that this time next year i'm still waiting on orange is new black now that shit the way that left off breath like i'm waiting for june yesterday for real hey y'all it's the close of the show so as always what i try to do anyways is bring forth you know, some good points towards some female veteran businesses. The first one that I will be mentioning today is going to be Keith by Sheena. She has exponential, girl, yes, big words, training, and experience with cakes of all types and events ranging from birthdays to baby showers to weddings, all right? She's been in business since 2011, and she's a graduate of San Diego Culinary Institute, yes. And she specializes in baking and pastries. This in turn has expanded her knowledge in altering things, pastries from breads to tart fours, did I pronounce that right? And chocolates to catered desserts to plated desserts, not available to you, made especially for you. And what you can do is go onto Facebook, go onto IG, and look up the tagline, Sweets by Sheena. Sheena is spelled S-H-I-N-A. For all pictures of her work and let her know what she can bake for you. She is based out of the California area. So make sure you get in touch with her. Give some female veterans some business. They're getting out. They've served their country. Uh, and now they're trying to make something for themselves. Have something a bit to hold on for themselves in entrepreneurship. So go ahead. Hit her up on those Facebook and social media pages. And give her some of that business. The next person that I want to shout out is going to be Cheers by Cass. This is going to be my homegirl Cassandra. She has a digital print shop and she also helps with decor and gifts uh, for events. And she has her description as I love creating decor and gifts that will make any event uniquely yours. From helping brides and grooms pick that addition to make their centerpiece pop to soon to be parents excitedly anticipating their bundle of joy. The sky is the limit. So please, if you need help with anything, feel free to contact her. She has her own address it's going to be cheers by Cass, so make sure you check her out as well and let me see if i can find one more person to shout out and i feel like that's gonna be fidelis gifts by my girl jessica creations for any occasion and she basically will make you a basket of anything you let her know what you like what you want to uh, make for somebody and she's going to provide you with all those things and create you um, very nice gifts in order to provide those and you know it's the holidays so we're really looking to if you're really looking to get a quick easy gift uh, full of just you know great things to somebody he loves gift baskets handmade jewelry baby shower gifts and favors um then this could be the perfect gift for you so make sure you look at her page on facebook it's called fidelis gifts as in simple fidelis creations for any occasion so fidelis gifts creations for any occasion please help all three of these 
um, business. If you need them, I feel like there's ever there's a point in pretty much any year, any year. Um, these are all geared towards events, businesses, celebrations, and whatnot. We all need to celebrate every once in a while. So just make sure you're gonna give your coin to people. Don't give it to Walmart. Don't give it to you know who makes cakes. Who even makes cakes? Go to Sheena. Go to Jessica and go to Cass. All right, give them your money. All right. Um, we're going to close the show out. I appreciate y'all for tuning in once again this week. I ain't going to tell y'all. I'll see y'all next week. I'm going to see y'all when I see y'all. But I appreciate y'all for keeping me honest. I got people asking me when I'm going to do the next podcast. And believe me, I think about it every day. Uh, I think about new means, how I'm going to build this, uh, make it my own, how I'm going to brand it out, how I'm going to do better, how I'm going to provide great content for you guys. I think about it often because this is exactly what I love doing. I love doing this. But when your life just interferes, you know, y'all understand. Y'all get me. But I appreciate y'all for listening. And I'm going to see y'all when I see y'all. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I got great news. And I hope that that just opens up windows of opportunity for me. And as well as more time to do this and do what I love and to get more involved in things and hopefully network and meet great people who are going to put me on the path of the things that I dream of doing and I encourage you to do the same thing try to get yourself on the path to accomplish those things that you've been dreaming about and I'm going to follow that I'm going to stay as consistent as I can and I'll catch you guys on the next podcast thank you for tuning in so there's that